Are you sure you're ready? I'm tapped in. I got all the appropriate clothing on. Let's ride. Go Bears. Oh, God. You look like Mike Dicka. Mm-hmm. With the mustache and the Chicago Bears shirt. I know. On. It's the first time I've ever left my house with a mustache. I uh, I don't think it's going to make it to tomorrow. More Bears. I mean, now. I think I can make that happen. Please refrain from shooting lasers onto the field. A little bit cheeky with it. Matt. Evan. What's up? We are exactly where we want to be as um, 30-somethings. Wait, you're not a 30-something. I'm 29, Matt. Uh, Speak for yourself. Well, as a 30-something myself, I'm... Not in a good spot, as I just opened up a Red Bull at 8, 11 p.m. Jesus, Matt. Well, the people, deserve, the people deserve a high-energy, quality show after we yeah. ditched them for a couple weeks. So you eh, and I decided, hey, was coming. we're, we're going to hop on, we're going to go long if we need to, and we're going to give the people what they want, which is, uh, well, when that you guys sweet, figure out what content. you want... When you guys figure out what you want, please let us know. We are Between Two Bears, part of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Republic of Football Network. Network. Brought to you by Home Field. If you have a a sweet honey, a a significant other, a sweetie baby poo, uh, what are some other... uh, Baby pookie needs a barber jacket. Have you considered that? Hey, if if you have somebody that you're sweet on, you, you need to get them a Valentine's Day gift. Mm-hmm. Homefieldapparel.com. It's the best collegiate re- retro collegiate apparel made uh, with extremely high quality stuff. And I'll say stuff because I don't know the other technical terms for it. But they got mm-hmm. just about every school you can think of. Use code more bears for 15% off. 15. Your first free order. Real estate Do not college. tell your significant other or your Valentine that you got such a good deal. Uh, yeah, tell them you paid full price. Tell them you paid MSRP. Ex- Do you have plans for Valentine's Day? Do you think Madison's going to well, listen to this? Uh, she'll probably listen. She actually is going to be in New York for the whole week. She's puppy sitting. She'll be watching Damn. someone else's dog in New York. So I will be home alone in Chicago. I think I'm going to go see Madam Webb comes out on the 14th you it, know isn't that the movie with sydney sweeney yeah it is so i got a date night all right yeah sounds like you uh, do and to avoid getting ir- any further down that uh train <laughs> of thought <clears throat> we uh gross <laughs> <clears throat> what are you doing for valentine's day matt as a what what is well, it that, that's a great question i was hoping I was hoping you, being the romantic you are, would have good plans for Madison already. Well, and that I could steal plans similar to that and put well, them then in I'll play. Just tell but you, um, okay, on the seventeenth, on the seventeenth, she gets back from New York, and I'm getting mm-hmm, this reservation. Mm-hmm. Madison, fast forward about fifteen seconds. I'm getting us reservations at Giordano's. Yeah, we're going to this pizza spot. Uh, it's called <laughs> Tango Her. It's Argentinian steakhouse we're going to go to. Oh. Um, and then we're going to see stand-up comedy. Jonathan Van Ness is going to be oh. performing at the Chicago Theater. We're very excited about it. Uh, Always apparently a Apparently they found a really good show, so we're going to go see that. And uh, Well, that's good. Yeah, so it'll be a little Valentine's Day postponed, but not Well, forgotten. I need to get my shit together, apparently. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. 
Evan, we have quite a bit to cover, um, not only in the last couple weeks, but just here in the last couple of days, we can start, I think, I think the most appropriate place to start would be men's basketball, especially after whatever the hell that was happened on Saturday. But let's go back even further to Baylor getting off the schneid. That was a little bit of a rough patch with Baylor dropping one to... Um, it was uh, Kansas State first. Just an abysmal game to watch. Bad offense. Yeah. That will happen on the that. road. Yeah, that'll happen on the road on occasion. It it that you, you can explain that away. You just go cold from three. The defense played well. I have no real issues losing away at Kansas State. And then you have the Texas game, which we won't rehash, but the, the back-breaking play at the very end after a, a cold-blooded Jalen Bridges three. Yeah. And then to continue the trend, another cold-blooded three from Jacoby Walter to send the TCU game at home into overtime. And we all know what happened at the end of that one. Any takeaways from the three-game losing streak? Uh, two of them didn't get a chance to watch. I was at a concert both times, unfortunately. Uh, but I was following along on my phone. Um, seemed pretty, pretty annoying, but I don't know, man. I feel like we've transcended past the need to care about January basketball. Not everyone has, but we sure have. So that's it's not that we don't care about it. It's just that we do not overreact to weird stuff happening back to back to back team now you know we're not a result you know i've always i've i have always said between two bears we are Mm -hmm. a very process oriented uh uh, you know we we do the work and we just trust the work that we do (laughs) how did the how did the synergy look out there on the court did the guys Um, trusted each other that's what i'm worried about okay so at times during the texas state or the texas state game Oh, God. What about Don't, it? Mm, <laughs> mm. I might have some trauma. Let's rehash uh, that. During, <laughs> how does that make you feel? Is Texas State in the room with you right now? Uh, Can you dur- during the Texas game, it at, at times it looked like the optimal version of this roster. Playing very, very well. Shooting the ball extremely well. Playing great defense. Texas j- just started hot and stayed hot the entire game. That's the reason they were still in it at the end. And if they keep playing that way, maybe they'll be ranked sometime soon. Perhaps. Maybe so. Although we Perhaps shouldn't talk too much shit. They just won their last one. So eh, I don't worry about it. Perhaps they'll find themselves in the top five of the Big 12 rankings. If they keep it up, I doubt it. But maybe. Well, the top five of the Big 12 might be 10 teams deep uh, here in a couple of days. We'll, we'll get into the standings here in a little bit. Here's the thing about Texas basketball. I need to get off my chest. Oh, um, ever since I saw them give out rings for a regional final appearance, I've decided I'm not paying them any more mind. You know, that's gross. That's so. That's I'm usually really about celebrating comment. celebrating accomplishments, but with a, a ring? ring for an elite eight appearance, where you got beat by some guy named Zach from Purdue. Can't well the. Texas has kind of built their entire um, self-image over appearances in the postseason recently, <laughs> but we won't get into that too much. Baylor does. <laughs> Baylor comes back home, plays TCU. Now, the vibes during this game 
were incredible. I thought this Baylor team played as hard as they had all season, and they played as well as they have all season during parts of this game. And you could just tell by the end of the first overtime, both teams were absolutely dead. Baylor just couldn't get into a good offense. There were some weird fouls. I'm not blaming refs. I'm not I'm not blaming anything on the refs here. It just a weird game that Baylor just ran out of juice. You know, it it happens. Um and, and TCU played well. And that's a that is an underrated basketball team. I think nationally people are starting to recognize how good TCU is, unfortunately, but not on this pod um, or not. not on my side, at least. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I'm a Jamie Dixon respecter. I've seen what he did with those pit teams. He took a bunch of football players, and the only requirement to be on the team was that you have massive shoulders, and he turned <laughs> them into basketball players. And they won games, and and that's why I was worried about him coming to TCU. I I not worried, but I knew it was a good hire. Well, finally, I though, TCU, I just think they need to win something, anything. They can pick it in basketball. They yeah. Win yeah. Any sport, they can win anything in any sport, and I'll start. <laughs> <them> <laughs> Baylor then travels to the most magical place on earth to play a streaky and somewhat dangerous UCF team. Now, Evan, what do you know about UCF basketball? I know that they beat. Was it Texas? They beat. They beat At someone. Yes. who I was surprised that they beat. Um, I um, also yes. know that no, UCF no, they went, not... th- buddy. No, they went to Austin and beat Texas. Oh, not everyone can yeah. do that. Um, they I beat Kansas that... at home. They beat can Okay, that's what I was thinking. They beat Kansas mm-hmm. at home. What's going on mm-hmm. there? Here's T- here's UCF's. <laughs> well, the, here's the question I'm going to pose to you. Here is UCF's uh, conference schedule so far: a loss to Kansas State by almost twenty. I'm sorry, by 25. A win over Kansas in Fog Allen. A loss to BYU at home. A win over Texas in Austin. A loss to Houston by 30 in Houston. What's going on? They beat West Virginia at home. Then they lose to Cincinnati. They lose to us. And they just beat a really good Oklahoma team. <laughs> they, what? they have no idea what they want to be. They have no idea they what they're going to be. No, they're not ranked. Um, no, they're not ranked. Um, they are. Let me see here. What is their current? Uh, they are number sixty-eight in Ken Palm, and wow. it is because they have the um, the tenth best defense, allegedly, according to Ken Palm, and the one hundred and eighty-eighth best offense. Jesus. And so when a team like UCF, who plays pretty good defense and awful offense, comes out and shoots 52% from three-point line against you, you, you some, a lot of teams would just say, you know what? Not our night. You know what? It happens. But not this Baylor team. This Baylor team, in the last 10 minutes of the game, scores 28 points to pull away and win 77 to 69. Nice. Maybe maybe UCF should stop getting big leads on us. Free game there. <laughs> Astronaut. Well, that's nice. the thing. They they never really had a big lead. We just stepped on the accelerator at the at the end of the game. It was it was really really fun to watch and it was a game where I personally 
see a, a half of basketball and a team like UCF come out and shoot a crazy percentage when that is not their norm. And you just have to say, okay, go do it again, right? If if they can do that again for two halves, that maybe they deserve to win. And yeah. they did. They came out and played really, really well, but Baylor just took it from them. And I think that was a... A lot of people will look at this game and just say, whew, we got the win. Let's move on. Not so much. To me, this is a pivotal point of the season where Baylor decided, no, we are not losing a fourth game in a row. We are going to take this win. And that is a team growing up to me, especially a gentleman by the name of Langston Love. 24 points on five of seven shooting from the outside, five rebounds, um, just played... He's strong. Just that's a strong. He is a set. That's why. That's why I tweet the juggernaut gif every time he pushes his way exactly like exactly where he wants to, right next to the rim. He's he's a phenomenal sixth man. We are very lucky to have him. Um, let me ask you something. Mm. What happened in this Iowa State game? I truthfully, truthfully, oh I only watched that last shot. That's all I got. Um, so I guess so. It wasn't a shot. That last, uh, whatever that was. Can you imagine trying to get an understanding of a Baylor sporting event first from us? Like not watching, <laughs> not watching highlights, not reading anything about it. Source, folks, don't do that. I, I can't imagine being that person. Um, so Iowa State is number thirteen in the nation. Just, just to give you some background on on what they are, they are the fifth ranked defense in the nation and the 49th ranked offense in the nation. Very, very good team. They turn people over like crazy. They're the, they, they are the number one ranked team in the nation and turning people over. Um, it, 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 very scary defense. They pressure the ball a ton and it really freaks teams out. For instance, they, they come into Waco beating TCU, Kansas State, and Kansas back-to-back-to-back. They also beat Houston back on the ninth uh, at home as well. So, like, this is a team with upside. They come into Waco, and the ball pressure does not bother Baylor at all. Baylor did end up with 14, um, with 20 turnovers, but most of that was in the second half, which we'll get to here. Not but in the first half, Baylor led by what it looks like 12. I think my phone said 12 by over 10, uh, definitely over 10. It was definitely a double digit lead going into the second half. And then some weird stuff happened. So in, in the first half, um, Scott Drew did get a technical foul. I I still don't know what that first technical was for. Is he like saying slurs down there? What was he doing? I I don't know. Do do you think Scott Drew cussed at the ref? Because I can't even picture that. <laughs> Plus, what do you Gary Parrish from the <laughs> I don't know, but Gary Parrish from the Eye on College Basketball podcast, the CBS podcast, texted Scott Drew and said that Scott Drew said he didn't cuss at all. Okay. I I I I, I, I can't lot. imagine Scott Drew getting under someone's skin enough to give him a tee in the first place, but whatever. He gets his first tee. No, no, okay. Then Baylor's up 54 to 44 about halfway through the second half. 
and they give him a second technical for having one foot outside of the coach's box. <laughs> now, for some line. for some context, coaches in college basketball jump out of the coach's box all the time. They live outside the coach's box, yeah. right? It's the little hash mark on the sideline that coaches are supposed to stay off the court and within that line. No coach pays attention to that. In fact, at the beginning of the season, you have coaches who are like in defensive stance on the court, <laughs> practically playing defense on the other Shaka team. Shaka will slap the floor sometimes. He gets down there. Shaka Smart is a, is a great example. He was on the court at one point playing defense with his hands up like I would be coaching my kids to do. Um, Which we're going to get to, listener. Don't worry. Oh, we should get to that. Uh, so... They they eject Scott Drew, his first ejection of his career. Rick Barnes, totally vindicated. So Scott Drew preps his staff, walks off the court. Then they give a technical to the Baylor bench directly after that. Dire- like no, nothing even happened after that. They just immediately give a tech to the Baylor bench. Apparently they in the box. Allegedly, two assistants were saying stuff that earned, in heavy quotation marks, earned the technical foul. So at this point, you have Iowa State then takes the the six free throws. I'm not joking. The six free throws throws? and, and use that on the way. To take uh, to go on a 17-0 run to take a 61 to 54 lead, okay, and then late, you know, later in that half, Baylor fights back. There was even more questionable calls against Baylor from these refs, and Baylor comes out and and ties it up, goes up by a couple. Iowa State um, ties it up again. Jaden Nunn goes strong to the rim. It looks like John Jacus was trying to call a timeout, um, but we didn't get the timeout. Nunn goes directly to the rim, contact layup, and one. We go up to with about one and a half seconds left or so. Now tell me about and this clock situation. What's going on with the clock? Uh, the, 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 the clock about- was set. The the clock was set at one point two. Some Iowa State fans and p- some people think the clock needed to be at like one point five or more. Okay, I I don't care. You think it, he would have shot it faster? That's you think he would have shot it faster? Maybe maybe if the clock is at one point two, don't draw up a play that takes one point eight. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Perhaps. Like I know you I know you think the clock should have been something different. But it wasn't when you when Otzelferger called the play, and <laughs> and uh, what do you want? What do you want us to do about it? Like I I don't know. So again, the Iowa State shot was good, but it was late. Baylor yeah. wins. Yeah, we do. Here is the part that excites me. Okay. Well, two hey, things. Me. Two things really. Baylor fights through all that bullshit to get the win. Love it. That's great. That's another another like tally mark next to the momentum column, right? That's mm-hmm. that's exactly what you want to see. But maybe even more exciting is 
is Mac <laughs> Rhodes after Scott Drew is his normal chippy, cheery self yeah, saying, boy, I love this. I love my staff. I love this, these kids. I love this team. Bye. He he walks off and Mac Rhodes goes, hold up a second to all the media <laughs> in the room. He goes, I'm not some like I don't normally do this, but uh, I'm not somebody. I'll just read the quote here. I'm not somebody that calls the officials or calls the league after every game. In fact, I never call when it comes to officiating. It's always about we need to play better. We need to execute better. We need to play tougher. All of those things. But tonight was an embarrassment for this league. We have the best basketball league in the country, and the officiating tonight did not match it. Period. End of story. I've never heard Mac Rhodes talk about the refs once. I've I have only heard that he is a steward of a very intense performance only culture, right? If you if you are performing, you're good in his eyes. If you're not, it's a massive problem. And for him to call it the refs like that. Universe. We need more of that. <laughs> Results only. That's not what I meant. It's fine. Uh... <laughs> I have sources that tell me that he is actively trying to rebrand as a bad boy. What do you think? He's got the well. He was wearing the Joker in. suit the last time we talked. We saw that he was wearing <laughs> he the Joker wearing suit. The Joker suit. <laughs> <laughs> so Good maybe he him. is. Good for him. My Bad. father was an athletic director. <laughs> um, Jaden Nunn played an incredible, incredible basketball game. Yeah, he Jayden finished Sun, with more like uh, Jaden Fun. Uh, I don't like that. Oh. He finished with 16 points. Ray J. Dennis had another solid game, 18 points, leading the team. Um, and Jalen Bridges with a 14 point game. Man, if you can get three out of the 18,000 guards to play well, you're gonna have a great chance. Jacoby Walter, freshman, struggled. That's okay. Eve's Missy. You know, six points, four blocks, but did really nothing else. Struggled. Langston Love, rare game where he struggled. Um, but you you have those three guards that came in and played really, really, really well, and uh, you you get a victory. Stressful That's game to watch. Very dumb. Very very dumb game to watch. Um, uh, not we got another one tomorrow. You should come to Dallas. Let's watch the game tomorrow. Hmm. Just drive right past the stadium. Come now, on to Dallas. Yep. Oh, okay. So drive past the stadium where I could watch it and come up to Dallas yep. to watch it with you. Watch okay. it with me. I've done dumber stuff. I've done dumber stuff. Yeah, Baylor does uh, welcome Texas Tech to Waco Tuesday, uh, February uh, Tuesday 6th. No, Tuesday. Well, it would help if I was looking at the right team. I was very confused because UCF also plays Texas Tech next just on the 10th. Yep. Uh, Tuesday, February 6th, Texas Tech comes to Waco. Uh, Baylor is favored by six in that game, according to Ken Palm. Texas Tech brings in... I'm very confused because Texas Tech brings in the 13th best offense, which does not feel right to me. I don't... That's what they do. They have good offenses and win nothing ever. That's like a classic Texas Tech-ass team. But not basketball. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, very, very weird to see the Big Twelve standings right now. You want to? You want to jump into the standings? You you had mentioned yeah. to me We're off air off that lead. Baylor is a half game off the lead. We we trail 
Kansas and Houston, who are both six and three, by one game uh, at five and three. Other teams at five and three: Iowa State and Texas Tech. So this is a big one, right? We we just got the win with Iowa State. If we could get the win with Texas Tech, that puts us at six and three. Kansas is playing Kansas State right, right now. now. Let's see what the right score. This it's a dog. Let's fight. see what this. It's a dog fight. What? Um, I can't imagine. Without looking, if you had to guess, how many points do you think Miami scored in their game tonight? Did you already see? So, uh, Miami was playing Virginia. Virginia defense is crazy. Uh-huh. How far the into the game over. are we? The game's over. The game's over. It's oh, over. if it's if it's notable, Miami scored forty five points. Thirty eight. They scored. No. No. Sh- <laughs> my God. Which is two more oh, points. Oh my God. Villanova scored on us a few years ago. Uh, that, that is true. Not me. That is true. Uh, right now, it looks like, uh, yep, Kansas leads Kansas State by one. But if Kansas State can get that win, they need it. They're on a four-game skid. Mm-hmm. If Kansas State can get that win, that helps us out quite a bit. It's in Manhattan. You never know. It's in Manhattan. Hard to win there. You never know. You never Hard know. Win there. Really excited for that game. So you have Baylor, Iowa State, Texas Tech all knotted up. TCU at five and four. And then... Uh, BYU at four and four. Everybody else is under five hundred. <laughs> but Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Texas, Kansas State, UCF, all at four and five, and then West Virginia and Oklahoma State uh, are <clears throat> not trying that hard. <laughs> um, if you're looking at your TV, Kansas State just brought out what appears to be an 85 year old cheerleader, and she's loving. Oh it. my god. Okay, well, good for her. Live your Jerry, life, Jerry. Live um, your. Well, life. let's talk. Let's talk, lady hoops. They've been hooping. Hold, been hold on out. one second, though. Hold right. on one second. On the topic of bad officiating, we did oh, yeah. put out a question for people to give us uh, just their general takes on the men's, women's team, and football, uh, but also to give us what the worst experience they've had with an official. Uh, first hand. Um, let's. Uh, I got you know one. what? I, I think we have. We, okay, hold on to it to, for one sec. Let's let's see what we got here. Sup, fellas. Hey, that game against Iowa State the other night. That officiating was traded. I mean, just what the hell? As far as uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, they're so inconsistent. I mean, you you have a good week and then you have a bad week, and it's like, should I wear the sweatshirt or not? As far as football, only way is up, right? I mean, shoot, it's we just need some good recruits and uh, see what happens with this Keenan Hall or whatever uh, coach. I mean, fingers crossed, but, man, hey, at least we won a Big 12 championship in a Sugar Bowl in 2021. I'm, I'm happy for that. that. Hope y'all are well. Thanks. Bye. I hope you're well. Couple Not things. Couple <laughs> Go I ahead. want you to tell me what you think that word means. That <laughs> For the record, listener at home, I believe he said bull cocky. Nothing else. Bull, I don't think there's anything else. Bull cocky. I think that's what he said. <laughs> on the on the note of being up and down in <laughs> Christ Almighty. On the note of being up and down in Big Twelve basketball. Yeah, man. That's hey. Big Twelve basketball. Like and that's how it goes. Know anything about basketballs and physics? That's what they do. 
literally part of the physics of the game, up and down. And if you are struggling with, should I wear the Baylor sweatshirt? Presumably that's what you mean. If I should, should I wear the Baylor sweatshirt or not? Is it from the good brand? And you choose not to because we like lost. Buddy, that's not that's not be God. That's not Baylor gang or die here. That is that's some that's cowardly. Like, yeah, that's part seems of like sports is sure, rocking with it. That seems like you're not sure whether or not God can save a hooker, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's no dick riders. I, unless you're no, doing no whatever, dick riders. Hey, unless you're doing whatever you think those referees you. were up to a few nights ago. Hey, look, listen. I, I think that's the thesis here is no dick writers. You support Baylor in the bad times. By the way, these aren't even bad times and in the good times. Otherwise, thank you for the call. Anonymous listener who did not leave their name. Um, but I did well, do a quick search on their phone number. And I swear to God, the first Here result go. was for an escort service like in Maryland. Yeah. So go ahead and send me that link. Yeah. I'll, link, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah I'll, link. I'll, I'll get that to you. Um, what do you, what do you think? What What's your submission for this bad prepping scenario? We've got in high school, in high oh, school, going back to high school, it was, it was one of the first games I'd been called up to varsity varsity point guard. Uh, we were playing second Baptist there in Houston and our coach started really getting into it with the ref. I'd say in the third ish quarter, maybe this is when refs just snap. Maybe by the third quarter, they just, they've had it. They're the ref, I'd be the ref tells my coach to shut up. My coach just about goes off on him <laughs> and and tells him he needs to do his job. I'm playing defense at the top of the key, at the top of the three-point line. The the uh my my opponent crosses half court. I'm probably a good six to seven feet away from him still, and they call a foul on me. <laughs> the the ref calls a foul on me to prove a point to my coach. Hell so yeah. that is love. That's that. my first hand experience when high school kids get caught in the crosshairs and stuff like that because they don't know what to do. You're just trying. I did. You're just trying to get some minutes. You know, I, I was I was about to enter a tag team match on the this ref pairing with my coach, <laughs> and I didn't even like my coach. I hated my coach. <laughs> I was about ready to to whoop ass. Um. um you I had took one. this prompt a little differently. Uh, I didn't. Okay. I didn't get I'm enough field time in high school to get a bad calls on me. Um, but we did have a game, um, against TCU at home, the big comeback victory about a decade ago, where yep. uh, Shock Limwood had his head pulled off of his body. Oh yeah, I actually they, remember this. They called a fumble, but the other, but yes. TCU didn't even recover it. They just gave TCU the ball. You remember that listener? Matt just disappeared. Oh, I think his green screen just covered his body. Um, I did. I I had to take care of something real quick. But yes, I do remember this. Yeah, that, that, that was a similar that was... situation. I think in that same season we were in Ames, Iowa, and we they called the play dead, and Shock Limwood like after the play just dropped the ball, and then no one recovered it. But then they just gave the ball to Iowa State, and they had the ball on first down. I don't remember that one. So I'll have to tell you what. Tell you what. You send me. You send me that link, and I'll send you the other link. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, other bad calls I've seen. Uh, Crab, Crab Ballin on Twitter did send one in. He said the worst officiating I've ever seen came in a little stadium named Reliant Stadium back in 2010. Our guy Quincy Acey was called for charge against the Blue Devils of Duke. Oh, yeah. That happened. Can I, is this I a would, safe space? Is this yeah, a safe on. space? I don't, uh, I don't say what, unless, unless you say what I think you're going to say. It may it may oh, not no. have been a charge. It may have been a charge. Yeah. It may not have been a charge. I'm no. not saying it was or wasn't. I'm just saying it, it's a questionable. You're thing. just asking questions. Yeah, we've seen this. Just this asking is questions. tearing apart the discourse. I want to. I want to be. I want to be on the right side of history here. That's all. Well, you're on the far right side of history, is what it sounds like, brother. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football Republican <laughs> Football Network. Uh, and, and the last thing that I had on this was my wife yelling at the refs last year while I was coaching my son uh, to the point where I had to pull her aside afterwards and say, ah, babe, you cannot do that. Hell the yeah. refs were bad. Well, the refs were awful. Uh, I I didn't I could I was focused on coaching. I didn't hear the words she was. But you, I could see the look on her face and it was the same look on her face is like um like if i if i went to buy a car without her permission or something and brought it home it, that would be the same look on her face <laughs> yeah it was it was bad um Evan, anything else on men's basketball anything else on men's basketball um i don't think we're going to win the big 12 but i do think we're going to finish in the top 3 so that's i Dude, saw finishing say- in the top 3 might be winning it yeah We'll see. I mean, in the top three, it, it might be a three or four way tie for first. Well, the, this league is I'm not saying this is the best the league has ever been, but good God, the parity is in t- It might be. You never know. Yeah. First and last place separated by four games. That's what's crazy to me. Yep. That's what's crazy. Indeed. To me. Indeed. Women's basketball uh, got yeah, back is- into the win column. On Sunday, with a win at Houston, mm-hmm. um, but there have been a couple bumps in the road. There was a game; uh, Kansas State was a loss. Uh, they bounced back with a win over a bad Oklahoma State team, and then a loss against Texas. And that yeah, we was split the home and home, and their coach was talking all that shit. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. I I, I did some stat browsing and. It's turnovers and and cold shooting. Those are things that ebb and flow at times. I think this team has the ability to control turnovers. For instance, um, you know, that TCU game that really kicked off. Oh, damn, this team might be real. 13 mm-hmm. turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw and they then shot you, like look, 30, you look at some of the losses. Against Texas. They shot so yeah. many threes against Texas. Yeah, it, you know. Seven for 30, probably ain't going to get it done. You know, four of 19 in the Kansas State game, probably not going to get it done. So shot selection, turnovers, I I think those things can be fixed. And it even got slightly better in the three-point shooting department against Houston. Turnovers were still a problem, though. But I don't know. You you have, you know, players playing that normally don't. So having fun. We got a deep. Well, for the first time in as long as I can remember, the Big 12 has more than one serious basketball team. Welcome to the party, ladies. We're glad very to have you. Very true. Very, very true. Um, 
Speaking about the women's game in general, so much more fun. There's some real hooping going on this year. You see Juju drop 50 points? She's incredible. 60, I know. 60. The USC freshman, right? Yeah, Insane. she is incredible. Of course, you have the Caitlin Clark dialogue, which I'm not a massive fan of. She's just good. Uh, you yeah, have UConn really? secretly being really good. South Carolina is obviously a monster. Uh-huh. And then you have, you have you know, some other SEC teams and yeah. you know, Kansas State. Of note. <laughs> okay, what, okay, help me understand because I watched them beat. Well, I did watch that game, but like, what's Evan, going on? How they climb? Evan, so my point was, Evan, my point was going to be, I don't understand it, but they're <laughs> dangerous. I saw that they right? had one young lady who appears that she can kind of do whatever she wants in the paint, and when she does, it's kind of hard to stop it. Been there before. Uh, Lee, I'm forgetting her name, but I, I think she dropped like, did she Ayoka drop Lee? Like, she dropped like 60 points in a game last year. Am I making that up? Uh, no, you're not. That's a Yoko Lee, and she okay. dropped 50 last year. She's great. I think she's still injured. I could be wrong about that, but um, yeah, she's she's great. That, just a, a lot of stars. In a game last year. Stars are starting to rise in the college game it. in the way that they weren't even five, ten years ago, and I'm loving it. it it's fantastic. Madison and I were talking about this, and I could be wrong, but here's why I've landed on what what's happening here. Because I feel like and we talked about this with Mark a few weeks ago, but I feel like really since like the 2019 that sort of phase of the lady game, like you're starting to see these women come into college who have been playing basketball as, as if it was their job since they were like nine years yeah. old. And that's just yeah, not the I, way I think... it's been until maybe a decade ago. And you're seeing sort of the fruits of all that. And they're really hooping. Not that they weren't before, but everyone is hooping. Yeah, I, I think the the high school circuits are a lot better. I think the coaching's a lot better at the middle school and high school level. Um, I, I'm I'm really excited to see the women's game expand even further over the next five or ten years. If, if the current rate of growth and um, quality of play is going to increase this fast, I, I, more give me more. I, I'm I'm investing in the WNBA this year, like heavily. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Finally, I right? do miss. I I will say I do miss when we had about twelve seventy point wins a year. That was a very fun time to beat me. <laughs> I really like. But those get truthfully, honestly, those games are boring to me. I I'm not a massive. I'd rather win by ten or fifteen. Not me. Run it up because baby. that means the opponent is quality. I want to play quality opponents and beat quality opponents. I don't want to play teams that just aren't ready for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's me. What's That's fun? me. We got some hoopers. Capital we do have some hoopers. Uh, that reminds me, just reminding myself once again, we, we got to talk about my hoopers yes. at the end of this. Let's jump in to football. Um, the Ugh. The Baylor football schedule was released. Did it come out? Who who we got? It did come out. We're not going to do... Evan, this is one thing we're not going to do, okay? We are not going to predict games right now. We're not going to do it because so much can change, and we we are not going to predict games until the week before the regular season starts, okay? Deal? Deal? What else is there to do? Well... I, I have a couple questions for you. Let's let's okay. jump into this. 
Talk to me. Non-conference games. Home versus Tarleton State at Utah. Home That's versus the Evan Bowl. That's the Evan Abair Bowl that first week. What? <laughs> That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. Master of Business Associate. Master of Business uh, Academic. Administration. I'm administering Whatever. business. You're administering business across the nation. I forgot about uh, that. From here and there. Yep. Um, nice warm-up game for Utah. A difficult game. <laughs> yeah, at I'll Utah. say. <laughs> I'm glad that one's not conference. <laughs> um, Shout out to- that, yeah, again, that is a non-conference game. Utah now part of the Big 12, but this game was scheduled before that. This doesn't is a, matter a non-conference. Doesn't matter at all. At all. Doesn't matter at all. The next game, I want to beat the shit out of Air Force. A, because my boss is an Air Force grad. B, because of the bowl game, which... Yeah. Hey, Let's see how they. How, how about you? How about you play football in football yeah. weather, which is hot yeah. weather? Yeah, down here on the yeah, ground, we you we didn't even want to be there. We didn't even want to be there. Hey, so we didn't want to be there. Hey, never that was. I'm tired so, of being Air Force's me. Super Bowl. I'm tired yeah. of being Air Force's. We need to cancel the matchup. People are going to get hurt. All right, we finish out uh, September with our first two conference games at Colorado at home versus BYU. Uh, we know BYU coming to Waco usually works out well for us. Very curious about this Colorado game. Do we need a road trip this upcoming year? Should we go? And if you and I need a road trip, if you and I were to take a road trip, uh, this upcoming football season, would it not be Boulder? Cause let me, let me tell you what, it's not going to be Ames. It's not going to be Lubbock. It sure as shit ain't going to be Morgantown. And I'm from Houston. I don't need to go back or watch U of H play. Well, and like, why wouldn't it be Colorado in September? We look like a recording from Boulder. We may as well be there already. (laughs) We look and sound like Mm -hmm. we record from Boulder. We might be the chain smokers. Our listeners would never know. If we told them we were the chain smokers, they'd believe us right now. I don't know enough about their interactions with the legal system to say that we are or are not the chain smokers. But if they're cool, we're the chain smokers. If they're not cool, we're not the chain smokers. Chain smokers. T. Moving it while you look that up. Send me the link on that one. <laughs> uh, while we look that up, uh, let's jump into October here at Iowa State at Texas Tech at home versus Oklahoma State. That little back-to-back of Ames and Lubbock, eh, not my favorite, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It, that's, yeah. I think this is. I think that three-week stretch is the hardest of the season. I, I really do. I think that's sure. the hardest of the season right there. Sure. Well, and here's the thing. Texas Tech, Iowa State, they like to do this thing where whenever we beat up on them and win the conference, they're like, oh, well, whatever, it was a down year for us. They right. behave the same way when they beat us in a seven-win season. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about them. I, I Name your favorite Matt Campbell 10-win season. Um, Matt, go ahead and tell the listeners the name of the link I just sent you. Now, listener, this could be you. The The question is, where did you send it? Uh, into the group chat with us and nameless producer okay, professor d yeah uh the chain smokers admit to having threesomes together with fans so listen, if there are friends if there are fans out there if you'll be in boulder if it's fall 
hit our line. Call the BOFA line. And you just might get BOFA us. Hey, call the BOFA line. 254-888-BOFA. Mm-hmm. And uh, leave a voicemail. That's all. That's Spit all. Spit those nasty say. thoughts on the Bofa line. Uh, yeah, now, sure. shout out the radio hey, station I'll... that gave you what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into November, home versus TCU at West Virginia at Houston, and then you finish up the regular season at home versus Kansas. Thoughts about that last four game stretch. I'm not convinced we'll be a serious program next year. I just want to be on the front end of this. Okay. Um, and I think I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're stupid. If we're not a serious program this next year, I'm very fearful because there's a lot of formerly unserious programs that might be serious in our conference next season. Kansas looking like they're going to be semi-serious at worst. Yeah. Um, West Virginia looking like they might want to be serious they may not know how to get there but they want to be serious but on the other hand i'm starting to believe a little bit we got a loaded running back room let's talk about it we got a loaded running back room we got the player of the year imagine ray j dennis if he was a quarterback that's what we got (laughs) not a terrible comparison not a terrible comparison just a mac player of the year from toledo that's kind of what i was going for but we talked about daquan finn transferring in but keenan hall the form the recruiting savant, I will call him, has already been doing work. We got a four you, star yesterday. You get you bring in a four star, you flip Demetrius Brisbane from SMU to Baylor. Uh-huh. He he comes over to the to the Bears Sikkim showcase. Uh-huh. Um uh, I'm sorry, Brisbane soft. is a three star according to two four seven, but a lot of a lot of people really like him. That fourth star's coming. It I'm sure it is. It, I am I am encouraged by the direction, I will say. Uh-huh. More work needs to be done, but I am encouraged by the direction. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's where I'm okay. at. I feel like the last two off seasons, there really just wasn't nothing to talk about besides like existing players coming back. You know, I feel like we didn't have right. a lot of... A lot of headwinds, I guess you would say, or I guess tailwinds. We had a good idea of what to expect. The only thing mm-hmm. in question was the quality. Now yes. with Spav coming in, now with Keenan Hall coming in. I'm spavin' out. It feels, it, I'm spavin' out, bro. It feels like the world is our oyster if if we know what we're looking for and how to get mm-hmm. it out of the oyster. Um, I need you to give me a scenario. I need you to answer this question, Matt. Okay. Let's say... Let's say that uh, we're getting smoked early and often this next season. Do you okay. think our head coach makes it to the end of the season if we're big due to if if it's a carbon copy of this last year? Maybe ten. I think right. that is completely dependent on how bad it is. Also, who is available? Because I think Mac Rhodes does a really good job of understanding who actually is available, meaning, you, you know, you have a, a G5 coach who's really successful, but seemingly embedded in their current role and they're not, they don't want to move. Mac Rhodes seems to understand who is actually available and, and would be willing to come to Waco. I'm just saying, Dabo is. If right it turns there. out that there's a hot candidate, <laughs> I still don't know how to feel about that. I have no idea how to feel about the potential. It's it's certainly possible. 
I, I would not. I would say it is more likely that they let him finish out the season if it gets really bad. But I truthfully don't think it's going to get that bad. I think it's going to be a situation where we are looking at our last couple games uh, to try to go six and six, seven and five, uh, or lovely eight and four. So uh, I, I think it's tight eight down eight the four. end. Oh, eight and four. We. I, I never, think it's very possible. We haven't, we haven't been eight and four that exactly since like 2012 it's been a while it's been My a video while messing up, be honest with me yeah your video is real it. messed up i didn't want to I say anything you can't see, can't see spinning, shit i got the spinning wheel on my side it's because i'm gonna take a my, screenshot of your face so that we can tweet that out with the episode because it's very funny. down to the right uh down to the right a little bit like yeah. um yeah you do look like a uh, a pedophile. Yeah, dude. I I gave it's the this glasses. Mustache. It's not the I mustache. Gave, you, I don't it's know. The glasses. I think it's, it's a combo. I think it's you know. I've been inside in Chicago for all these weeks. I'm so pale, and I just shaved this beard off today, and I realized it was masking a little bit of face weight, like we all get in the winter. So, yeah. um I just did some benchmarking today. I like the stash. Time. I was just giving you hell for it. Um. But speaking of uh, influencing children, I am coaching my son's basketball. (laughs) What a transition. I am coaching my son's basketball team, and I have never been... I've never had this much fun. This has been... With basketball as a whole, I've never had this much fun. We are the Redbirds this season. It's a it's a U seven team, so all of the kids are in second grade, um, or finishing up first grade, and half of the team had never played organized basketball at all. At <laughs> all. So essentially, I took the first practice, and just it was like a tryout. I was just trying to figure out who can do what, so I, on Saturday I can put them in the best position. That that first game we gave up thirty eight points, and I think we scored. 10 maybe 12 okay and in the second game we gave up low 20s like 20 or 22 wow and i think i I think we scored 14 or so and are there a lot of jump shots in this league there are a lot of jump shots like five to six feet away from the basket okay do they call travels Um, no, they do not call travels. Yeah, see this, this what happened to the sport I love, you know. Well, I, exactly, right? But that third practice, we we really got intense. We we took some of the more shy kids and we got them in a in a spot where they were more comfortable being uncomfortable and being aggressive and it's okay to bump somebody out of the way to pick up the ball. It's okay to get in somebody's mm-hmm. face and play defense. Mm-hmm. And that that third game, we gave up I think 16 points and we scored, we scored in the twenties. Y'all are slapping the floor on these teams. Do they keep score? Yeah, they keep score, but they don't like record the score. They just keep it on scoreboard. Evan, this last game, we won 18 to 10. We held them to 10 points. A a good team. We held them to 10 points. We are dominant on that side of the floor. We have kids who were scared to speak out loud during practice one, yelling ball, 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 ball nice. as they defend <laughs> their opponent. We have the the tiniest, just most adorable 
little girl and she loves kitty cats and rainbows and princesses and she is a vicious vicious little animal when you put her this on sounds defense. like a movie you're describing a movie to me it's it has been so fun the boy my boy has played so well his aggression has skyrocketed he dribbled down the court with his head up which nobody else on the oh, team does man. i think you sent me a picture um, of that i did he it's been so rewarding and so much fun the redbirds going uh, aiming for uh their first game over five hundred on Saturday at eight a.m. Oh, yucky! Oh, thanks. Um, so as head coach, what are you thinking for end of year festivities? You thinking pizza? You thinking ice it's, cream? It's got to be a pizza party. This it's has to be, be right? and this is a team that is so cool. Like, we we got to go do something scheduled and like not just a hey let's all go meet up after the last game somewhere yeah we we gotta go get a room like at the back of pizza say, hut or something um, my soccer team yeah. we used to rent out a party room in a movie theater and then we would go see a movie as a family after would recommend that's oh. all i'm saying well you're it's familiar with the austin area what about that austin's place Oh, with the go karts like and the, the mini golf. I pulled my hands. Yeah. Once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. That place rules. They have really good laser tag. I don't know if your kids are laser tag age yet. Oh yeah, laser tag. Oh yeah, they're. Um, yeah, they love really, the laser honestly, tag. Pretty challenging mini golf. Um, yeah, it is. And it then is. I haven't done the slick track. I got to go do the the fast oh, go karts on the slick track. That's what I. It's always uh-huh. raining when we go. I haven't done that yet. I'm going to Austin's oh. for me, not for the kids. That's what Madison and I went. I think that was the last thing we did right before COVID had hit is we do that. So we have some points on a card I can send you. Um, oh, do it. Didn't you have a go-kart exchange recently that we were talking about? You and some jabroni at the go-karts? Oh, no, I was just, there was another dad who was like <laughs> trying to be alpha, alpha dad. And like, I'm the coolest dad here. And I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to whoop everybody's butt stuff. He didn't even do the go-karts. Mm. It was too cold for him. It was too cold for the baby daddy. Oh, too cold. Oh, little baby. Little baby, too cold. Um, Madison and I have been going to a lot of arcades in Chicago. A lot. Arcades are cool. More. Good arcade. Good arcade. Uh-huh. I beat your way. high score on the Kung yeah, Fu Panda game. I'm not buying it, listener. Are you I, buying it? I, I absolutely. I I got the per, I got a perfect score on the dojo one. Did you send me a picture on the dojo level of the Kung Master's Fu Panda Shifu's Showdown? Matt is what it's called. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, Master Shifu's Showdown, the Kung Fu Panda game where you hit. There's like six drums. Mm-hmm. You can hit the noodle and you have to hit them. The fuck? Don't hit the bombs. Don't, don't hit, hit the, the bombs. Don't hit the boy bomb. has a problem hitting the bombs. He's he yeah. his reaction so time. He hits the bombs. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I definitely got a perfect score, and I got five hundred tickets off of that. Dang! And you More can't be bears. I think I can make that happen. Serious conversation about pinball. You don't need pinball. Oh, the boy loves pinball. The boy absolutely loves analog pinball. I suck at pinball. And half the time when you lose, it's not even your fault. It's not even your fault. Well, I hate it. Pinball is a lot like life. In this essay, I will 